Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And welcome yes. back to episode 50 of No Other Pod. Dan, we are mm. coming up on our mm-hmm. one-year anniversary. How's it going, my friend? What's up, dude? Dan Coozer here. How are you, my friend? I am doing well. I guess I forgot to say our names. That's true. I'm Jimmy. He's Dan. As usual, <laughs> we didn't go anywhere. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, it's been a little stormy, been a little rainy here in Kansas City. Hopefully, it is not that way on Saturday when we host Orlando City. Um, the Dome coming, as I am calling it, which is oh, a terrible wow. name. Did you just think yeah. of that right off the spot? I I literally just did. So, Oh, that's amazing. There you go. Debuting it right here. I mean, um, it wasn't great, but I loved it. <laughs> but, it, you know, it wasn't terrible. Um, it works. It was Average at best. Um, Hashtag Dom coming. <laughs> How uh, sick. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about him later. Um, <laughs> how you doing, my friend? It's uh, good, It dude. was not, not a victory week. Not a victory week. Fun Labor Day weekend, though. Always nice to just veg out, enjoy the storms. We had storms up here as well, man. And you guys, I think, had a lot of rain, too, especially down in Manhattan, Kansas. Did you hear about all that action? Uh, briefly. Yeah, I, dude, I have... people were like swimming and cars getting drifted away. They had a lot Jeez. of rain. Jeez. Yeah, we and got like, some rain. We were not drifting away and swimming, but. Yeah, I think one of their know. creeks bi- uh, busted or something or, or their cricks. Uh, their creeks or their cricks, you know, whichever kind of Kansas Manhattan. you are. <laughs> yeah. If you're in Manhattan, you might be a crick. I don't know. Yeah, I don't say know. I have a creek in my neck. I don't know. It's a creek in my neck. Wild, wildcat country. Um, That's true. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't hear but about dude, that. Dude, not a good, not a good result. But you know what? I'm not even mad. Like I, okay, no, I am mad. I mean, I'm going to rant here in a bit. <laughs> we've, we've we've talked a little about this. There's but I'm a not hashtag Coos rant coming. Hashtag Coos rant. I, I I'm mad at the result and everything and how it went down. But I'm not mad at our team, dude. Like, our team looked great and did everything that was asked of them. They were always going hot. I mean, there was nothing wrong. Yeah, that uh, it was one of those rare games, and, and we'll, we'll talk about this in, in full detail, but even, um, even Peter Vermees, like, wasn't that mad about his team's performance. Um, yeah. Obviously, even the players. Players are like, we were good. Yeah, like you know, disappointed with the result, but you know, there, there were moments where it, you know, just they played fine. They got to play better at times, but it wasn't the end of the world. Um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll talk about all of that here in a, a little bit. I do want to point people to something that's kind of cool. We talked about this briefly on Twitter, but, um, 
we are coming up on the one-year anniversary of the podcast, and we've been trying to figure out, okay, what's something kind of cool we can do to, to, to take you know, sort of our, our coverage, if you will, of, of SKC to a, a new level. And we've been talking about this for a little while, but we decided to, hey, why don't we try to build a website? So we did. And, you know, it's right now, it's just kind of like a free website. We'll see where it goes. But if you go to our Twitter account at no other pod, you can see the link and you can go check it out. There's a couple things on there right now, kind of a hello article and and the preview to the, the Sounders game. We'll, uh, we'll get a cup, you know, another thing or two up before the Orlando game. But I don't know. Just wanted to mention that. It's kind of cool. I don't know where it's going to go. kind of neat. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it works. If y'all like it, maybe we'll, uh, we'll keep messing around with it. But I don't know. You might yeah, hear. Yeah, and, and basically, I mean, Jimmy writes for uh, Soccer by Ives, right? Ives? Yeah, Ives? SBI Soccer, I think, is what they call it now. SBI Soccer. And, and Jimmy uh, wrote something that, you know, they didn't. They didn't want to post. They're like, yeah, we don't post that kind of content. Jimmy's like, well, I'm not, you know, I like doing this. Where can I, <laughs> what, what can I, what can I do? I don't want to just scrap it. So we got this going on and we'll probably have our own domain here in the future and uh, mm-hmm. go from there. But it should have a link to the podcast, should be, you know, mm-hmm. place to rate and review. I don't know. Does it have Facebook or Twitter links or anything? It does. It's got links to our Twitter and our Facebook. That's awesome. That's very yeah. cool. Um, so yeah, check it out if you haven't already. And also, dude, uh, has everyone subscribed to this podcast on iTunes? I mean, I assume so. If you get this automatically delivered to your phone, you've probably subscribed. If not, subscribe and have your friends subscribe. Absolutely. Subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe to our our website too. If we post something new, it can get emailed to you. A couple people have already uh, done see, that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Bob I didn't and know Weave. That. I actually know our, nothing. <laughs> our guy, Bob and Weave. He's done it. Kyle Orenberg, he's done it. So, wow. Kind of cool. Ground yeah. level, dude. Yeah. Those are some of Premium our OG members. fans. OG, OG fans. Um, that stands for original gangster for all you white people. Yeah. Not like Dan <laughs> and I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Just wanted to put that plug in there. If you, uh, you guys, hey, you can, there is even like a talk to us contact page where it will email us and say, hey, someone is talking to you. So let us know. What do you want to see? We'll try to do it. Wow. Yeah. That's so. fun. We're not like official analysts. We're not going to be able to necessarily get into a super duper tactical breakdown of you know every play on the field. But if there's something oh, you we'll want to try. see, we'll try. One, we'll try. It might be terrible, but we'll try. And uh, oh, it will be. It, it probably will be. But if there's something you want to see about Sporting KC that you're not seeing out there yet, let us know. We'll try to do it. So there you go. Um, Dude, don't also don't let us end this tonight without touching on Swope Park Rangers because there's there's some good things happening over there. I, there's some uh, uh, shining moments. I'm our I'm our Swope Park Rangers correspondent, guys. I know Jimmy doesn't get a chance to watch all those games, and I try to I try to stream them whenever possible. So I got you. Well, then let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about that right off the bat before we dive into the Sounders. Uh, tell me, give me an update. What is going on with SPR? Dude. They uh they're winning games for one because I think they had like five home games in a row, okay? Okay. And that's big time because they weren't doing so well. But they got two wins uh, this past week. They had a midweek game and then also uh, a Sunday night game. Midweek they won two one and Sunday was one nothing. But dude, 
Kuzain, I know you all saw it. He Lil was Kuz. nominated for a USL Goal of the Week and was featured at number two on the Sports Center Top Ten. That's crazy. It's pretty cool to have a USL play at all in the Sports Center Top Ten, let alone number two. That's pretty. That's big time, dude. He's, how how old is he again? Oh gosh, nineteen, I think. He is. 19 years old. Yep. That's yeah. that's huge. I mean, I he seems like a humble dude as well, but his, he gets so damn excited when he celebrates. It's adorable. Lil Coos. He's out there doing big things. I'm really excited for the future of this Sporting KC team between Jalen Lindsay and Gianluca Buzio and Lil Coos. You have to be. Daniel Shallowy. And you kind of yeah. wish... You kind of wish Eric Palmer Brown was still around, kinda. Um, but who knows? Maybe he comes back. Maybe he gets that Roger Espinoza disease and wants to, you know, he misses what he had. Yeah, I don't blame him for going overseas, testing the waters. I mean, he's he's not been unsuccessful in his loan spells. I mean, he's he's playing in different leagues and he's doing doing fine. Um, sporting, yeah, he's all over. Sporting KC still does have his MLS contract rights, so there is that. Um, that's true so when he's done having a little fun he can come right back to Kansas City I mean the door is always open that's right I mean you saw it's kind of becoming a thing now Roger did it Namath did it you never know Um, I know people like to be here guys and and a lot of people think Kansas City is flyover country and in a way it is but gosh dang there's something magical happening here like people want to stay and that's that's really cool yeah and when uh, EPB left, there was no pinnacle, no state-of-the-art, world-class training facility. He comes back now. He might look at that and be like, why do I need Manchester City? I got Sporting KC. So that's true. Just saying. And and there's this is a good time to maybe uh, point out that four big guys signed extensions today, man. Um, that's the biggest news out of this week, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let, so let's let's just dive right into that, and then we'll hit the games, and then we'll do the preview. Um, as many of you probably know, Matt Beasler, Roger Espinosa, Graham Zusi, and Elie Sanchez all signed multi-year contract <laughs> extensions to stay. Dude, <laughs> what? You got you got all dramatic just now. You were like, as many of you probably know. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got me all pumped. Like, and the main event. <laughs> and now. Got my Bruce Buffer going That's on. That's what it is. It's time. Um, Bruce Buffer. Jesus. You know, I watch the UFC every now I'm and sorry. then. I'm <laughs> sorry. But those are four big names, dude. Beasler, Zeus, Espinoza. Ilya, that's big time. Yeah, I mean, I know that Beasler and Espinosa and Zusi were all approaching potential MLS free agency. And we had talked about before, like, the weird quirks of MLS free agency and how there were there were questions about whether they'd be able to make the same kind of money if they went to other teams. Will Sporting KC even want to sign them again, given their ages? You know, Ilya was coming to the well, end yeah, of a Beasler's contract. Yeah, 31. Yeah, they're all 31, 32, I think. Uh, oh, shit, is Roger too? I'm pretty... Oh, Roger's 31. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, I mean, 
that's not old. Like we look at them like, oh, they're thirty-one years old. Thirty. I mean, like that's pretty much our age. <laughs> yeah, Zeus is thirty-two. Yeah, so it's it's not like there are these like old men out there and walkers. But I mean, part of the thing is they've been around Sporting KC for so long. Beasler has set all sorts of club records for appearances, for minutes, for you know. Every, he's played in multiple World Cup cycles, as has Zusi for the U.S. men's national team. Like they just have been around and been a mainstay in the club for so long that people started wondering, like, okay, when is their time going to come? Um, but the team has done so well this year, and and they've been such a huge part of it. They kind of played themselves into a position where, like, how could Sporting KC not bring them back? Like, how can they have the best season? Arguably the best season of Sporting KC history. Obviously, we'll see how it plays out with postseason and whatnot. But this looks like it could be one of the best teams that Sporting KC's ever had. How can you look at that core group of guys and be like, sorry, thanks, we'll see you? Um, I don't know. And then Ilya coming back, I, I, he's a little bit younger. I thought maybe after his success, he might want to go see what he could get overseas, test the waters. But he seems perfectly happy in Kansas City, and I love it. Um, yeah, dude, he clearly wants to be there. I don't know what did what did you think when you heard this? I liked it a lot. I mean, I, I was I guess I was kind of surprised. Maybe I don't know if that's the right word, but it, it was. Uh, it's exciting to have them here for the long haul. I mean, potentially to at least for those three older guys to probably retire here. Yeah, I think they they all seem perfectly happy to spend the rest of their careers here. Um, you know, Peter has a whole bunch of quotes on SportingKC.com. I'm I'm not gonna necessarily read through all of them, but but basically the gist of it is, you know, he's seen Peter's seen a lot of players come and go. Um, these guys have stayed for the long haul. He mentions Roger going back to the EPL and then coming back. And then they found Ilya and signed him to a long-term deal. Um, he said, you know, basically he's like, look, they've done well here. They've had success here. They want to stay here. They love Kansas city. Um, and basically they're just, they're committed for the long haul. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. And it shows other players that, Hey, if you mean a lot to the city, if you give everything that you have to the club, will reward you with lucrative long-term contracts. So, not a bad deal. So, yeah, big uh, big news. Big news drop for Sporting KC. They kind of built up a big old press conference with a big major time. club announcement. Um, and a lot of people wondered what that was. Um, some people speculated it was... And then they broke it. They yeah. broke it before the news, dude. Yeah. They they do this sometimes. It's, it's like, kind what? of funny. They They... They build up big announcements and they kind of spoil it. They did that with Roger too. They're yeah. like major club announcement, and then Rob tweeted a picture of a Roger jersey. So, right? Um, what? What the heck? There is no club announcement if you're just going to tweet it at nine a.m. Yeah, slowly over four tweets over three hours. <laughs> oh my lord! It was kind of funny, but um, but well, yeah, I'm glad to have those guys. They're the core of the team. They're the heart, man. That they're the they're the name that everyone's getting on the backs of their jerseys, the guys who have kind of built this club. So that's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Huge day um, for Sporting KC. Happy news and uh, probably very needed happy news after what was a less than happy Saturday night in Seattle. Yeah. Um, we knew it was going to be a oh. tough game. Um, 
I I think we both kind of went into it thinking, hey, if we get a draw, that's excellent. Um, We didn't. We lost 3-1. We'll kind of go over some of these goals here in a second. But, you know, do you have any sort of initial feedback? Are you worried at all? Does does, does this loss tell you anything? Or is this just kind of what we expected and we go move on from here? All I know is that the uh, Chilean chupacabra keeps on scoring. The Chilean chupacabra. Um, <laughs> that's quite the name. That's quite the name. Yeah, for, that was on the spot, too. There you go. You like that? We got the Dom coming, the Chilean chupacabra. What will we come Dude, up with next? He just, it's not, you don't even want to, sh- you don't even need to shorten it. Like, you want to say chupacabra. You don't want to say chupa. You know, it's not. Anyways, it, it, he keeps scoring, dude, and he's doing big things, and we're really going to miss him this weekend because he's playing for Chile yeah, in a national team game in Asia. Yeah, of course, we are talking about Diego Rubio. He got his first call into the Chilean national team. Um, Diego is Chupacabra. just... <laughs> <Chupacabra>. um <laughs> He is just having a fantastic run of form here, and, and it started... In uh, the second minute of the game, um, he kind of found a free ball at his feet near the top of the box, just put his laces through it and just launched one in on goal. Stefan Fry was super pissed at his defense, but Sporting KC suddenly up 1-0 on the road in the second minute, and things are looking pretty good. Um, how are you feeling Stephen after that? Stefan Fry. <laughs> yeah. Stefan Fry's like, what is... What was that? What the hell, man? He, he totally could have had it. He totally could have had it. He just didn't expect us to kick it, you know? Yeah. And I don't blame him. Like, I, I wouldn't have thought. Like, it kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I was sitting there watching, and I was like, what the hell yeah. just happened? Uh, Dude, I wasn't even in the room. I was, uh, I think I was in the kitchen getting some water, because, you know, two minutes into the game, why wouldn't you get some water? Right. And my wife, Marissa, starts yelling, oh, no. The feed was messing up, dude. The Twitter feed, which, by the way, don't even get me started on Twitter. Like, why did we have to stream it on there? It's the worst. Because they, they had they had the streaming rights. And unless you had a TV package, you couldn't watch the Fox Sports stream, which was ridiculous. It was So dumb. once the stream finally came around, I hear the announcer going, Go! And I didn't know who it was for. Like, what the and my pessimism happened? was like, great, we got scored on. Wonderful. <laughs> Well, that I mean that's probably should have been the logical conclusion because you think, okay, going into Seattle hostile environment, Sporting KC probably isn't scoring two minutes in on the road. But hey, it happened. I was feeling pretty good. Sure did. I was like, this is great. We look awesome. We are going to go in here yeah. and get out of this with at least a draw. Um, yeah, that was a very lit. That was a very lit situation. Are the kids still saying that? Are people still saying lit? <laughs> it was lit. Um, I don't know if the kids are saying it. I'll have to uh, text my college-age brother and ask him if that's still cool. Um, <laughs> He'll be like, "Man, you, you crazy." <laughs> I did. Oh, I did text him one time, and I was like, "Hey, is I think I asked. I might have asked him that literal question. I was. I, I think I said it's lit, lit, and he just sent back like a head shaking gif, and I was like, "I'm not talking to you." Yeah. Um. Yeah. Bye, old Jimmy. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, I was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get a draw. We're this is a great start, um, and then it all kind of just went downhill from there. Um, yeah, what happened? This, they came back in the twelfth minute and got one back. 
Yeah. Which was just a collapse on our part. Yeah. I think this was just, uh, we just talked about how great it is to have him back. This one's kind of on Zussi. Um, Zussi. Oh, you think so? Yeah. If you kind of look at, at how this play starts, Zussi is, uh, is storming up toward midfield. I think it's Ozzy Alonso who has the ball and Zussi gets about five yards past midfield and way over commits and Alonzo, um, sends just a gorgeous ball in to Brad Smith, the new uh, left back for the Sounders from Burnmouth. And uh, Zussi tries to, to slide tackle it, can't get it. And then Brad Smith has a wide open field. Um, Ike gets dragged out to try to cover Brad Smith. Somehow between um, Seth and Beasler, Raul Ru- Ruidiaz, I don't know how you say his name, but the... the that sounds right. <laughs> the Peruvian... A lot of vowels. Uh, Striker for the Sounders just gets lost, and Brad Smith sends in a gorgeous cross, and Rudiaz just taps it on in. Um, it was just a defensive breakdown. So, that's not great. It was crazy. I don't know. Like, Tim seemed out of position as well. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he could have gotten that or what, but he he didn't seem in a position to make that stop. It was like they all got flustered and, like, for a moment in time, just, like, forgot where they were. And didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, it looked really bad. It was weird. I, I don't know how to even describe it. But at that point, I'm thinking, cool, 1-1. One, one. This is what we talked about. Park the bus, bitches. Let's go home with a point. <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, Amelia had a couple saves. Um, the Sounders had some saves throughout the first half. So, like, it, it was kind of getting a little bit end-to-end there for, for a while. Um, and then... In the 52nd minute, Seattle struck again. Frickin' Harry Ship somehow got the ball down at the end line. I don't, he was trying to like chip in a cross, I think, and it just flukily bounces off Graham Zussi's shoulder and just rolls right over Tim into the side of the net for or the, the far side of the net for a goal. And suddenly, Seattle are up 2 1 on the weirdest own goal I've seen in a long time. And I'm not really sure what Zeusy could do about it because it's kind of is a freak own goal and it sucked that sucked because you know he's probably thinking he was the reason they scored that first goal and then it goes off him to score that second goal that's ridiculous yeah he kind of drops his hands to his knees and then puts his face in his hands and he, he's got to be thinking like are you kidding me like really yeah and then harry ship and his big ass ears start celebrating and i'm like you didn't do this you did not do this. You were crossing, okay? You were passing. Yeah. Some bitch. Yeah. It's uh it, it was a very strange game for a lot of reasons. Um you know, it was only a few minutes later where things kind of really got off the rails. The Sounders were driving again and um Ike was was trying to block across in the box. The ball hits his hand. They call a penalty. Um they look at it on review. What was his hand doing up there? What was that? That was not a professional uh, uh, play. Why was his hand up in the air? Yeah, it was kind of weird. It didn't seem like it needed to be up there. No, he looked like a... What are the people that conduct marching bands? What are they? The drum majors. The drum majors. He looked like a drum major leading the band out with with their high hands and high stepping. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. That was him. Yeah, it it was not, not the greatest moment. And uh, they looked at it. Um, VAR upheld it, which you know is not surprising. And uh, and then 
Ladero just sent it right into the back of the net on the penalty. Tim didn't really even move that much. I don't know if he thought he was going to try to send it no. down the middle or what. It was very strange. Well, he didn't move at all, and he was, like, dancing to start. Tim was like, I'm going left, I'm going right, I'm going left, I'm going right. You don't know which way I'm going. And I, I said to myself, I'm like, what is he doing right now? And then he just slots it to the to the left of him and or to the right of Melia, and he's just, like, didn't know what to do. He was absolutely stunned. <laughs> yeah, it was like he wasn't. I don't know, man. Tim can't do it by himself. No. And and he blocked like four of six penalty kicks to start the year or something like that, which is not sustainable. Um, no. He shouldn't have to do that. No, because I think it's something like 82% of penalty kicks are converted or something like that. So it, that law of averages, it's bound to even out. Um, oh, absolutely. should be 100. Yeah. So, I don't know. That kind of sucked. Um I guess the there were a couple other chances for Sporting KC. Um, oh yeah, chances on chances. Particularly after seventy sixth minute, um, there's kind of a loose ball near the Sounders' end. Johnny's running toward the ball. Chad Marshall's running toward the ball. Chad sticks his leg out to uh, to try to, I guess kick the ball away, clear it or something. And Johnny goes down hard. And you could tell that Johnny looked like he was in pain. Um, they didn't end up reviewing this one till a few minutes later. And initially I was confused what they were reviewing because it was so far after the fact. But they look at it and Toledo, the head ref, gives Chad Marshall a straight red card. And if you look at the replay or the screenshot, which I have tweeted at many a people, you get Good. a picture of Chad Marshall's full cleat side of his boot straight into the inside of Johnny Russell's knee. Just cleats into the side of his knee. By the book, that's a red card. Right. All of you fools. Who is saying this is not a red card? Everyone's like, softest red I've ever seen. That's not a red. Even Kansas City fans. And I'm like, for one, if you're a Kansas City fan, take the red card and shut up. Like, that's exciting stuff. But... You look at it and you freeze the still image and it's absolutely a red card. People are slamming VAR and I'm like, dude, this is where VAR works. And people are like, oh, well, he didn't mean to do that. And I'm like, are you okay? Uh, Well, Namath last year didn't mean to elbow Zussi with his elbow. Didn't mean to elbow him in the head, but he still got ejected. But he didn't mean to. Why did he get ejected? Uh, Ike didn't mean to get a handball on the box. Uh, That's PK. No, but I didn't mean to. Why is that a PK? No, dude. Why is everyone saying that Chad Marshall's innocent because he didn't mean to put his cleat on his leg? He still did it. I didn't yeah. mean to punch you people in the face because you're stupid. <laughs> I'm fired up, dude. This is that Coos rant we promised you. You knew it was coming. That was it. I just had an aneurysm. Yeah, people people were saying, oh, like you said, he barely touched him. Now, here's my thing with the, oh, he barely touched him. You can't actually see a good angle of how much he touched him. Like, I, I will grant you, he, the contact was quick. But because it's quick doesn't mean it's not painful or dangerous. They're, yeah, and they saw the mark on Johnny's leg. Peter right. said the, the mark was there. There, There is a shot, and it's really hard to, to... I mean, there's the still image, which shows you full cleat into inside of knee. Can't really deny it. But, like, if you look at the clip, the angle makes it hard to see, but I really do think he gets them on the inside of the knee real well. Yes, it's real quick, 
but it's very yeah. dangerous. It's it, I don't freaking it's not, Yeah, it's not a simple like oh he just grazed his leg and it looks worse than it is in the still image. I truly think he actually hit some. I think the camera angle just is hard to see. But here's my other thing. You had a lot of people out there saying Chad Marshall didn't know he was there. How could he know he was there? He was just turning to 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 defend the ball. He didn't see Johnny Russell coming. I'm Who calling cares? BS because well no I I don't I don't even believe it. I call BS because if you watch the replay, Chad Marshall does a little shoulder check, and by the time he turns to see the ball, he and Johnny are level, and they're both about three to four feet away from the ball. So either Chad Marshall is the blindest person to ever play soccer, or he saw Johnny and still willingly tried to do that. So I. I don't believe that he didn't see him. I think you can see a shoulder check in the clip. So I don't I have know no- if Chad Marshall can play soccer, I can play soccer. I mean, he, he makes me feel like I could be a baller. All right. You know, I, you know what I like to call him? Dad Marshall. I know. Yeah. <laughs> dad, like a dad. dad, bud Marshall. He dad does. Marshall. Um, the other thing I saw people saying was like, Oh yeah, Chad Marshall. He only has one red card in his career, so why would he do that? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you could that have no red cards in a twenty-year career if you do something that's dangerous like that. It's a red card. Here, here's what oh I tried to. Oh my god! I, I had a, I had a Sounders friend who was just going off on this. It's not a red. Ooh, it's not a red. Gross. It's not a red. Break up um, with that friend. Here's what I told him. I was like, he he he's a he's he's a homer. So. You kind of have to take everything he says with a grain of salt. But I was like, listen, let's let's play a little role reversal here. If that was Nico Ladero instead of Johnny Russell, and that was anyone on our team, but like let's say it was Roger Espinosa or someone who did it instead of Chad Marshall, if that wasn't a red card, you would all Seattle fans would be burning MLS headquarters down as we speak. Like yeah, they would be right. VAR would be a sham, right? But no, because it goes against the Sounders. Like, look, Sounders. Of course. Just put all of your fans on notice. You're approaching Atlanta levels. You don't want to do that. I hate that they have this record. It could not belong to a more terrible team. That they have got eight straight wins in a row. That they beat, that their eighth, that their record setting win came against the team who held that record makes me even more pissed. Like, they don't deserve this. If you look back at all their games, they were so lucky in a lot of things. The own goal at Portland. How about that? Uh, uh, yep. The handball uh, against us. The freaking deflection. They're a lucky team right now, and they're riding that wave of luck. Because when they asked Brian Schmetzer about everything in the in the post-game conference, they asked him about the luck, and he goes, well, I just think you got to make your own luck. I mean, uh, <laughs> was it lucky that uh, – was it lucky that Stephen Fry got a got a hand on the ball that Ike Opara shot? And it's like, okay, we're talking about the goals, you jive turkey. All right, we're talking about the goals that went in. It's all lucky, dude. I didn't know uh, Brian Schmetzer sounded like George W. Bush. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I tried to be Jewish. I don't know. I don't know how to be Jewish. Oh boy, <laughs> Schmetz, you oh. Schmetz and your putts. Okay, I got nothing. We're gonna yeah. Let's go back to <laughs> the Bush jokes. Um, <laughs> what say, what is that offensive? Is a Jewish know. voice offensive? Maybe. Could be. Jewish people. I'm not. I didn't say like he's a Jew and I don't like that. That's not. I'm not being offensive. 
Okay. He's um, he's Jewish, and I I'm perfectly okay with that. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> if you look it's a hard at, J. If okay. If you <laughs> if you look at the stat line of this game, it's the most annoying thing because this is what the Sounders are. Just like you said, they were very lucky in a lot of ways. But like this is how they've won all. Of, this is how they won their freaking MLS Cup with one shot yep. on goal. They had nine shots total, three on target. We had 19 shots total, five on target. We won possession 61% to 39%. Like, I understand. We we outpassed them 83% to 73%. In the attacking half, 74% to 62%. In the final third, 72% to 58%. It keeps getting worse and worse and worse. But they got the freaking own goal deflection and the handball. And it's just this isn't even a thing. We're not even sad that our team lost. We're sad that that team won because we played a really great game and we feel very happy with that. But just the way that it went down, we're mad about it. And I, I really, I really hope the players can move on and get ready to not lose to a terrible Orlando team at home. Good God, you hope not. But I think that it's, it's, we're, we're more upset that they won, not that we lost because we played a damn good game. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's all you can take. And and I think, you know, Beasler said they didn't want to look at this as a litmus test for the playoffs, and, and I understand why. But as a what? A litmus test. What like, is that? You never did, like in, in middle school science, you never did the litmus test where it kind of tells you whether something, like the litmus paper, it tells you if it's if it's basic or acidic, it kind of tells you where things stand. No? What okay. did he did he Science use those lesson. words? I use those words because oh okay you you're would, just you I was like these are smart expect me to use those words no I I said would you consider this game a litmus test and he was like no I probably wouldn't but he knew what I was talking about um, oh he knows that then okay yeah. why why do you gotta come in here and and use your big brain all the time why do you gotta do that <laughs> um, what's going on basically he was saying like yeah i don't know if we'll use this as a as a sort of like a, a test for the playoffs but i what i do think is even though they lost 3-1 you they can look back at this game if it comes to playoff time and they have to go to century link for whatever reason they know they can outplay seattle if they clean up just a couple things and there aren't flute goals um they probably have to clean up things in the attacking half a bit. They had some chances that were fine. They probably need to improve on those a bit more. But the stats show Sport and Casey played a good game, and it just didn't go their way. And sometimes that happens. So, what are you going to do? But yeah, I, I all you can do is move on and and try not to muck it up this weekend. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what Peter said. I actually thought we played very well to be able to come into the opposing team's home field and play the way we did. We deserved more. The two goals they scored, two and three, were unlucky on our part. A deflection, and then if that's a handball, uh, then then there were probably two handballs in the second half that should have been the same. Just a little unlucky, but we played very well. I thought our performances were really good. So, not often you hear happy Peter after a loss. He's not happy about the loss, but. He's happy with the performance, so I guess I mean it's all it's all he can be. I mean it's it really wasn't bad. It just sucked the way it went down. I just I don't know what else we can say about it. Yep, and that's pretty much what Roger and Seth and and everybody else said. So 
What are you going to do? Um, but now we turn our sights to Orlando and the Dom coming. Or Borlando. Borlando. They are not good. They've had... Yeah, they're bad. They're averaging like 0.3 points per game over their last 10 games, which is not good. Dude, people... Oh, my God. People want out of there. I can't imagine that Dwyer wants to be there. He's like, wait, I signed a contract here? That sucks. Yeah, so they are tied for last in the East, 24 points, with the Chicago Fire, who are also a trash team. Um, Yeah, they're so bad. The only team worse than those two is the San Jose Earthquakes, 20 points through 27 games. Officially the only team to have been eliminated from the playoffs at this point. <laughs> I would take San Jose over either of those teams. Like, I mean, they beat FC Dallas twice. So let's go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my God, dude. The points they got against FC Dallas was almost a seventh of their total points. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's very strange. Wait, no. What? No. Almost six, a quarter of six, their points, right? Six like a out third. Of 20. Um, yeah. Oh my God. It's like a it's third. Like, yeah. Just about like thirty percent of their points are against FC Dallas. Oh, that's fantastic. Um so Orlando drew with Philly at home, two two. Um, but it's been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight games since they've won. And they are not good. Justin Merriam wanted to get out of there, so he left. They fired their coach, Jason Christ, brought in someone no one's ever heard of from the USL who has been terrible and are just generally a trash organization at this point. So you got to think Sporting KC bounces back and wins big at home on Saturday, don't you? Well, I hope so. I mean, dude, even the MLS analysts, like they viewed our, our loss against the Sounders not as a bad one because – the power rankings last week, Sounders were at six, and after their win, they jumped up to number three, where we were last week. We were at number three, and we only dropped to number four after that loss. So, I mean, we're still in top five uh, uh, as, as far as they're concerned, and we should have no problem with Orlando. So the biggest question heading into this game, obviously, is you got Johnny Russell gone on international duty. You got Daniel Shallowy gone on international duty. You got Diego Rubio gone on international duty. So that begs the question, who the heck is going to play up top on our front line? So you have to think we see Christian Namath start, but what do we do on the wings? Is it Gerso? And, and I don't know if Christian Lobato's healthy, but what, what do you think we see in formation or, or, or whatnot from Sporting KC on Saturday? Dude... I mean, we mentioned it a little bit. Shouldn't it be the four four two? I mean, with uh, well, no, we thought Namath and Diego would be up top. So yeah, we didn't. Diego's not yeah, there. That's that's what threw a wrench into my plan there because I was like, I don't know what to do now that because they yeah they announced the Diego after we recorded last week. Okay, so let me throw this crazy thing at you. What? Well, oh, hold on. I don't know. I don't know if that'll work. Oh, weak throw. No. Well, no. It. It'll work. It'll work. I had to. I had to run some numbers in my head. We we Uh-oh. we do a four four two. So you got Seth, Beasler, Ike, and Zusi on the back line. Okay, and then you got solid Felipe, 
Roger, Ilya, and Gerso. And then stick with me. Up top, Namath Johan. See what happens. Okay. Johan started at striker for us before. No, that's true. They might do that. They might put Johan as like like underneath him, like if we do a yeah. four four one one. Right, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Then Johan's kind of playing a hybrid number ten striker. See, there hasn't been anything surprising about the lineups as of late, and this weekend will be kind of fun to look forward to that because we don't know what it's gonna be. Because our our whole front field is gone. Yeah, Kyrie's still hurt. He's making progress, but he's not back. Um, Did he travel with the team last week? I didn't think so. He wasn't in the 18, right? No, I think he's like okay, getting I close just... to returning to practice, but I, I don't think they travel okay. if they're injured. Well, I wondered... Well, he's been practicing like full full speed, but I wondered about that because they announced that he would be at a player appearance down in Topeka at the uh, Furniture Mall of Kansas, which, by the way, if you guys have ever seen Furniture that commercial... Furniture Mall of nope, Kansas. Nope. It's like the <laughs> longest... It's the longest commercial ever, and I'm just like, am I, I stoned, it. or is that piano like moving from room to room? It's crazy. But that... Anyways, Kyrie Shelton didn't actually end up going. Carlton Belmar ended up going. So I was like, oh, I wonder why Kyrie was pulled. Hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. Um, but it was cool. I was like, man, if I was still in Topeka, that would have been a really neat thing. They never do that stuff. Yeah. No, that is cool. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't think we have Kyrie available. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. Obviously, Sporting should well, win no matter who's in because Orlando's so bad. But maybe Belmar plays, dude. I mean, he we haven't seen him for a while. It's possible. Certainly possible. Um, you know they they have him signed for a reason, so they obviously like him. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll see some of the young guys. Maybe we'll see Lil Kuz, Juan Guzain, and uh, Gianluca Cabuzio back in the starting lineup. Who knows? Um, oh man, I'm so nervous. If there's ever a game to sort of experiment with lineups, it's 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 probably this one. You're already shorthanded. Orlando's bad, and it's an Eastern Conference opponent, so it's not like yeah. But you're... how pumped is Dom Dwyer to come score on this on these fans? So okay, if he scores, do you think he celebrates, or does he do the classy thing where he refuses to celebrate against his old team? I I would assume class. I mean, if he does his little backflips and shit. I mean, you would be like, okay, that's classic Dom, and I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised, but I would assume he he wouldn't. I mean, isn't that just kind of an unwritten rule? So I think it goes one of two ways. I think if he scores, he'll he won't celebrate, and he'll maybe like, I don't know, maybe he does like a little clap to the fans or something as like a thank you, but like he doesn't celebrate, or he goes 180 degrees the other way and goes full obnoxious dick and like taunts the cauldron. Which I could also see him doing, <laughs> dude. He, he is. is. He's that kind of person. Dude. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, th- I think it's one of those two. I don't think there's any in between. <laughs> um, and I honestly don't know which one I'd rather see. It'd be kind of fun to see him in the call. I don't want to see it. either. I don't want to see him score at all. Like this should well, be a quick yeah, shutout. Which is crazy because Joe Bendick is not a bad goalkeeper either, but he just doesn't have a defense in front of him, and he can't do it himself. 
Well, Orlando on paper shouldn't be that bad. Dom is fine. No. Sasha Yoshi questions Yoten. like, why am I down here in this state? Right. Like, y'all Poor got Sasha. gators eating babies. Y'all got shitty soccer teams. Freaking hurricanes. No one told me about hurricane season up in New York. <laughs> he went from the Red Bull, one of the class organizations in all of Major League Soccer, playing for Jesse Marsh, one of the best coaches in all of Major League Soccer, to playing in Orlando for two different coaches, winning no games, fighting Gators. Like, Gator this fights, is not dude. what he it, wanted serious. to do. So not at all. It rains like every two hours down in Florida. I don't know what's going on down there. Yeah, it's you know he, everyone's got to, guns. People just walk around with guns. Yeah, he's closer to Disney World, I guess. But you know that's kind of yeah, cool. That's fun. But, I do love that place. Yeah. yeah, he probably is a regular to Universal. Goes and visits Hogwarts. You know, has a good uh, time. Prom- goes down there with Dwyer and Alex Morgan. They get hammered and get kicked out. Yeah, <laughs> get a little drunk. Um, <laughs> I think that was Disneyland. To be fair, where they it got was. drunk and got no, no, it was out. Disney World. Oh, was it Disney World? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, they, I guess that makes sense. Um, because they were all playing in Orlando. <laughs> yeah, but Al- Alex's boyfriend now plays in L.A. Huh? Or husband, I guess. Servando Carrasco. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still don't know how that happened. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Orlando should be good on paper. They're trash in real life. Their fans are not good either. They're among the worst fans. Um, I don't know how well they travel, but they're a bunch of idiots. So um, we go from one terrible fan base to another back-to-back weeks. So we'll see. But I don't know. You th- yeah, do, you, do, you think it'll be a, do you think it'll be a win, though? Yeah, I mean, I do. I, I think people that are in – I think whoever plays – is going to relish the opportunity and play their ass off. It's one of those games where you kind of got to take that opportunity and run with it. So got to prove yourself. I mean, this is how jobs are stolen too. I mean, when you, if someone's injured or, or someone has to go on national duty or something like sometimes their job isn't there for them when they come back. Now, soccer is a little different than like the NFL or something. Cause you know, this isn't a case of Carson Wentz got hurt for Philly and then Nick Foles takes over and earns the starting job. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean because I just drafted Carson Wentz on my fantasy team not realizing he's still injured. So Yeah, that was dumb. That sucks. Um, it was dumb. Well, better. I'd rather have an injured Carson Wentz than uh, Kirk Cousins over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, My brother drafted Patrick Mahomes, so... Oh. He, uh, well, there you go. He came up with with two fantasy team names. Post Mahomes was one. Oh, and uh, wait, are you ready for the second? Better yeah. Mahomes and yep. Gardens. Oh my god, that's my favorite one. <laughs> it's pretty good. So did he come up go. with that? Eddie Mack. Yeah, he did. He's he's oh, a that's smart guy. hilarious. He's creative. So dude, ah, oh, I wish I would have thought of that. I'm so pissed. <laughs> yeah. Better Mahomes and Gardens. He came up with it all on his own. So, pretty good. Wonderful. Um, anywho. So, yeah. Probable win against Orlando. We'll see what happens. But um, as things stand right now in the standings, Sporting KC are in third place in the West. Um, just one point behind LAFC, who are in second place at 46 points. Granted, we have a game in hand on them. 
and four points behind FC Dallas, who have 49 points. Uh, we also have a game in hand against them. So just out of reach for uh, catching FC Dallas unless we make up a point somewhere. But we can overtake LAFC. So kind of a big uh, big opportunity, especially against a, a bad Orlando team. So Yeah, for real. Any other uh, final thoughts on that game before we do a, a, a little whirlwind of other MLS action? Uh, I don't think so. I think yeah. it's uh, yeah. I think we're ready to go. Sweet. So, bunch of games that have been played since we last recorded. You mentioned San Jose somehow beat FC Dallas four to three in a ridiculous game. Uh, there were like four goals in eleven minutes. Uh, that was kind of fun. Toronto is probably officially eliminated from. Well, not officially mathematically, but just about eliminated after losing to both Portland and LAFC. Um, that's still one of the weirdest stories to me this entire season is just how utterly terrible Toronto has looked given how good they looked last year with basically the same team. I don't understand it. So I don't either. I don't either. Uh, can we talk about how RSL beat the snot out of LA galaxy? We should talk about that because, uh, LA galaxy has the most team. Yeah, they they have the most expensive defense in MLS, and it doesn't seem to be doing what it should be doing, which is kind of no. funny. And RSL so. shouldn't be scoring six goals at all. Like, that's insane. Yeah, RSL is a decent young team. Um, they could get hot and make some noise. They almost did this at the end of last year where they got hot, um, went on a run, almost made the playoffs. Um, that's back-to-back weeks scoring six goals for RSL. So, right. It's very strange. Um, I'll say this. I would not want to be in the LA Galaxy locker room with Lawton right now because Lawton cannot be happy. This is not what he came oh. to LA for. Dude, definitely not. Zlatan is like, he's sacrificing bunny rabbits or something. It's He's pissed. <laughs> I he's want like, to know. this is for you. You give up six goals, six bunnies, throat slit. <laughs> Did you see the uh, the season ticket renewal email they had sent out like it was from Zlatan to LA yeah, Galaxy season funny. ticket holders? It was yeah. like, dear Daniel, you will renew now, Zlatan. And then it had the link. So, it's like, I, I guess I will. I, he said yeah. I will. Okay. Yeah. That um, was funny. But the Galaxy, for being one of the most successful MLS franchises in the history of the league, they have been really bad for the last three years, and you have to wonder at what point are fans going to demand answers from the front office because Chris Klein I'm all is that. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Chris Klein's there. He's he's got he got an extension before this year, which was weird because they had their worst season ever last year. And well, let's haven't let's embrace better. it. They have five championships. All right, let's let him let's let them go cold for a little bit. Oh, I'm good with it. I'm just surprised that the league and the fans aren't doing more to pressure them to be better. True. So, I don't know. Well, how about uh, Atlanta getting smoked against DC? That was my most favorite thing that happened this week. Because That's good times. Luciano Acosta looked very good. Wayne Rooney looked very good. And Atlanta looked like trash. And when Atlanta lose, it makes me happy. So, yep, it was a very fun game. And uh, because of all of that, 
Atlanta are no longer the Supporter Shield leaders because that designation belongs to the New York Red Bulls right now. So that's fantastic. <clears throat> now, granted, Atlanta does have a game in hand and they're only a point behind, but you know what? For right now, they're not in first place and it makes me a happy person. So I will take it. Um, and then the rest of, well, of uh, the, other, the only other thing what? I was going to say was uh, the other big news is we got the U.S. men's national team playing on yep. Friday and then Tuesday against Brazil and then Mexico. So they're friendlies, but are you going to watch and do they mean anything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll put them on the tube, but that they don't really mean anything. I mean, it's just it's another soccer game and it'll be interesting to see where everyone lines up and. You just got to play these kids, you know what I mean? You got to get them some time on this national stage, especially against Brazil and Mexico. Oh, my God. Let's freaking go. Yeah, have you seen the roster that Brazil is bringing? No, is it good or bad? Oh, my God. I was like, oh, this is a, this is a friendly. Like, Brazil's going to be just fine. Um, bring in a B team. Like, they're going to bring kind of scrubs that'll still be good, but, like, they're not going to bring a first team. No. Brazil forgot the World Cup ended because they are bringing Neymar, Roberto Firmino, Douglas Costa, Philippe Coutinho, Allison, wow. Fred. They're bringing like their A team. So, they're not playing around. No. We might lose 12 0. Because. Holy shit. Well, then you should probably want to watch this. I mean, Neymar does a lot of rolling around, it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, it's uh, I'm a little scared because I don't want Timothy Weah to die. I don't want Weston McKinney to die. Um, but they might get murdered by Brazil. So well, there's no Pulisic. We kind of wondered why, but there's no Pulisic here. No Pulisic. Um, you know you got Timothy Weah. You know you got Weston McKinney. You know you got Tyler Adams. Zach Steffen will probably start, but you know. Outside of that, it's anyone's guess who's gonna start. DeAndre Yedlin will probably start, but I mean, it's it's a weird time because who knows what this team will look like in four years? So they're just trying to see who can do what. Um, Josh Sargent isn't there because he wanted to stay with Werder uh, Bremen to try to break into their first team. So I don't know, man. Well, it's uh, more power to him. Yeah, our. Uh, our forwards for this game are not the most expiring people. Uh, we've got uh, Jossie Zardis, who's our striker. Our strikers, I mean three strikers. Jossie Zardis, Bobby Wood, and someone named Adria Novakovic. So, I don't know who that is. Okay. Hopefully they can well, play against Neymar in Brazil. It'll be interesting for sure. That uh, it will not be. It will not be wonderful. <laughs> No, it'll be tough. Um, meanwhile, Canada's got the mighty U.S. Virgin Islands to play on Sunday. So, very big matchup. Um, Great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we are coming on to time here uh, just about. Do you, uh, do you have anything else you want to mention to our good listeners before we sign off for the week? No, I can't think of anything. 7.30 Saturday night, Orlando City SC. Let's go. Let's get that big uh, big W. If you guys are going out to the game, 
make sure you, uh, you know, listen to the pod, share with your friends, and yell loud. So there you go. Tell your friends if you're at the College and Kellygate, tell them to uh, to listen to the show. Um, we are officially like, international. Hey, listen to these two dum dums. Oh, we yeah. are international, dude. Yeah, our our good friend from uh, from England who who is now in uh, Toronto uh, sent me a message on Instagram. Said he uh, he listened to the show and, and appreciated the shout out. Yeah. So hopefully he's listening again. Shout out to you, buddy. Um, well, actually, course, we were already international with some Canadian listeners. That's what. I was but just now about we've to say, we've yeah. gone overseas, dude. We've yeah. gone worldwide. Yeah, I I I don't mean Prestige to neglect worldwide. our good friends north of the border, but we are. Uh, well, I guess now he's in Canada too, so I don't know if we can say we're transatlantic. But hey, I'm gonna say it. We have people who are from England who listen to us, so that's cool. <laughs> that works. Um, transatlantic. Anyway, yeah. Make sure uh, make sure you guys are there. You're there early. Give Dom the welcome he deserves. I will let you guys determine what that is. So oh, shit, that's either <laughs> a lot of cheers or middle fingers. Or a mixture of both. I welcome him, all of the above. Cheer him while giving him the middle finger, even. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't have to be either or. Because um, remember, Orlando is like his uh, second home. He he, uh, he also scores when he wants, so let's hope he doesn't decide to want to score. That's what they say. All right. He apparently doesn't the want to score coming. that often. Because... Borlando City. Borlando. <laughs> anyway... Um, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter uh, at no other pod. You can check out our new website there. Um, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash no other pod. Um, you can follow Dan at Dan Kuzer. Follow me at jcmax03. And you can always send us an email, no other pod at gmail.com. So uh, until next week, I'm Jimmy. He's Dan. We'll talk to y'all later. See ya. Chupacabra. <laughs>